Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. I'm your boy, Lloyd Lee. Today is... I don't know what this was. Uh, <laughs> Now you can't see me. Now you can see me. Sorry, people that are listening. I am just talking. Uh, Today would be April 26th. In the year of our Lord, in the 2021, how are you? Uh, how's your ma? I wanted to say I feel like I am jinxing myself when I say this, but it looks like we are getting out of the woods here in Las Vegas. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it looks like we are just throwing caution into the wind. We don't even care. I think starting like May 1st, June 1st, it doesn't matter. They just say, hey, COVID, uh, take on me, take on me. We are going, forget the six feet, cut it in half, three feet. We are going three feet closer to you, three feet. We are going 80% capacity, which would be amazing for some restaurants because they're just not doing well. But 80% uh, is where we're going. Nightclubs, day clubs, pool parties, you name it, we are doing it. We saw the numbers from last year, and we just said we can't do it anymore. We can't do it again. Not again. Not again. Not this year. Not this year. EDC got pushed back to October. They say, we're doing this. We don't care anymore. If we catch COVID, we catch COVID. We catch COVID, you catch COVID. You go back to where you're from. What goes on in Vegas goes home with you. It's been like that forever. Why not COVID? You catch herpes in you catch herpes in Vegas, you're going home with herpes. You catch COVID in Vegas, you think what? You're it's gonna be different. It's gonna be me. Uh that's what no, it's not gonna be me. Uh it's basically we said that we can't do it again. And we are just gonna throw caution away. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I just get there. I'm hoping that we get there so I can see the gloriousness, the gloriousness, the glorious, glorious sight of just people out and about, just reckless. I want to see this. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, I want to see them dancing. Actually, you know what? I lied. I don't want to be at a club. I don't want to be at a pool party, nightclub, day club. I, I am beyond that. If you see Lloyd hanging at a club and there is no comedy, I am being held against my will. Blink twice. I'm going to blink twice at you. And uh, you need to call the authorities because I have been abducted. <laughs> I'm being held for ransom. Help me. Help me. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't say enough. I am very, very scared. I'm very scared to where uh, two weeks into this, just no holds barred, just we're going, we're doing it. We're going, we're going to party like it's 19, no wait, 2019. That's what, we're going to party like it's 2019. 
I don't know what I'm saying today, but uh, I'm afraid we're going to just – the numbers are going to spike. I'm afraid the numbers are going to spike, and, um, you know, we're just going to poke our heads out, see the number spike, and go, fuck, like Groundhog's Day all over again. We're going back to winter. You know nothing, Jon Snow? I don't know what I'm saying. I will say that I'm afraid that the numbers are going to spike and we're just going to go back to March 2020, April 2020, June 2020, July 2020, October. You get the point. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that we're just going to have fun for two weekends and we're right back to square one. I... I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the numbers go well, go down. I don't know how that's going to work. I hope the numbers go down and that uh, other states kind of poke their head out and go, oh, they're doing that. It's okay. It's okay. Come out. Because when other states come out and see what we're doing and see that the numbers aren't spiking and their numbers aren't spiking and they go, hey, maybe we should start doing comedy shows. It's not their top priority. But I'm saying, hey, maybe we should change some rules around some mandates, make it okay to do comedy again. That would be grand. I, I, I want to do comedy. I want to be safe. I want you to be safe. I want you to laugh. But I'm afraid. I'm, gonna be, I'm afraid that it's just them dangling the carrot in front of us and we just don't know how to handle that kind of information. We can go out. Oh, we're going to fuck it up. We're already fucking it up right now. I don't even know what the – like it's gotten to the point where I just don't even look at the numbers anymore. I haven't looked at the numbers in forever. Um, but I am preparing. I am preparing to go out and do comedy. I've been going out uh, to do some open mics around town, getting to know a lot of the comedians out here. And um, the other night, 420 actually, it was the weed holiday. It was marijuana Christmas, if you will. 420, I was at a bar because where do you go when you don't smoke weed on marijuana Christmas? A bar where people are drinking and you just hang out with people that are drinking. I have no problem with people smoking weed. I just don't do it. I don't know how to act. The reason why I don't smoke weed is not because growing up, if you smoked weed, you were a loser. You're going to end up telling dick jokes to a room full of strangers. No, that's not why I don't smoke weed. I I guess it would have made sense. But I don't smoke weed because I didn't find weed until I was like in my 30s. I was like 28, 29 when I started to smoke weed and I just don't know how to I, I don't know how I act in public. When it comes to like alcohol, I know where my limit is. I know like I'm used to it. I've got practice. I've got tenure in drinking in public. Smoking in public, I don't know. I might be I might be the life of the party. I might be lost in the couch. I might be the guy just giggling to myself, freaking everybody out. All of these are possibilities, and I just wouldn't know which one is which. So I just don't smoke. I don't smoke because I don't want to be the bummer. I don't want to be the guy that cries. Last time I smoked weed, I was in Toronto. I argued with my wife, and the argument basically started like this. 
She said something, I said something, she said something, and then I said, you're being mean to me, and I don't like it. And as I heard myself say that, the one part of my brain that was remotely sober, the one part of my brain that was keeping track, the stenographer of my brain was like, uh, you don't get to smoke weed in public anymore. You don't get to smoke weed in front of people. You don't get to smoke weed outside the confines of your own home. You are an idiot. You're an adult. You are 40 years old saying you're being mean to me in public. You realize that people can hear you. <laughs> so I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. But what was wild was uh, I was uh, I was there. I was out at a bar uh, doing comedy. And there's a moment in your night when you're just like, hey, guys, I should probably wrap this up. All right. Uh, I am approaching my final destination. I'm f uh, preparing for the final descent. I should probably put the chairs on the table, wipe everything down, turn off the lights, go home, pack it up, pack it up, pack it in. You, you've been here for too long. Um, and it was at that moment, I'm, talk I'm at a table talking to some comics. Next thing I know, I look over and... Uh, the guy talking looked a lot like the 90s rapper uh, Coolio. The guy was a splitting image. I was like, hey, if Coolio only had one group of braids that went above his hat and he custom made a hat so that his few braids could go up like one antenna and Coolio was like in his 50s, it would be this guy. That's how you know. I was too... I had too many beers where I was like, huh, I could not distinguish Coolio from a guy that I thought was Coolio. That was Coolio. And what happens when you find yourself mid-conversation with Coolio on Marijuana Christmas? You hang out. I'm hanging out with Coolio. It was a fantastic voyage, if you will. Uh, had a few drinks, hung out. And I got home late, and I had to go to work the next day. Remind you, I go to work. I go to work with children. And I didn't realize, like, the huge generation gap between me and my coworkers until I showed up to work, hungover, and I was like, wow, last night got away from me. Uh, and they're like, yeah, tell me about it. I was like, well, I was doing comedy, and next thing I know, I'm hanging out with Coolio. And they looked me square in the eyes and said, who's Coolio? Son of a bitch. Son of a F. God damn. Gangsta's Paradise, Fantastic Voyage. Uh, it's too hot, too hot, too hot for me. One, two, three, four. Get your body on the floor. Jody, get up, get down. Literally the soundtrack of, like, my junior high years, and they looked at me and said, uh, who? I was like, fuck. And if you have to explain, like, who somebody is to somebody else who's not old enough to know who this person is, you've lost. You start explaining, and you realize, like, oh, 
you only have other references that are just as old, if not older. It just became this like house of cards conversation. It's like, well, he did Gangster's Paradise. And then you start singing and realize you don't know the words. As I walk through the shadow of the. And you're like, that. not that the Lord's Prayer? Yes, that's the Lord's Prayer. Okay, he did a soundtrack, Gangster's Paradise. What was it? Freedom Riders. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know. That wasn't Freedom Riders. I don't know who. What, what, they're, they're basically the same freaking movie, right? Freedom Riders and whatever the one Michelle Pfeiffer was in. That Coolio did the soundtrack for probably won some Grammys. I don't know. At this point, I'm trying to explain to them, and I just felt like I was trying to explain who African Bambada was to people who listened to fucking Jay-Z. It was like there was no reference that I could it was yeah, there was there was zero reference. I'm getting old. I'm literally getting old to the point where I can't explain things to people anymore. Not because I lack the ability to. I just can't connect the dots. There's too many dots. Too many years between fucking who's hot right now. I don't know. Today's rapper, Nas, Lil Nas X, which is no relation to Nas. Trying to connect him with Coolio is impossible. It's an impossible feat. So not only was I hungover, I was angry, I was sore, I was in pain. My body hurt because I was hungover, and then I felt old. Not only did I physically felt old, but I felt old on the inside. I don't know. Um... You know, it's it's one of those things where you feel old. I'm this age. I'm at the age where the styles that I wore in junior high, listening to Coolio, is now cool again. Not cool in the gang. Cool again. Like, I... I, I read this article. I read I read articles. That's how old I am. I am old to where I read articles. Okay. Not relevant. I saw this website one time recently that uh, that skinny jeans have been around for the last 15 years. And I had to think about that. Like basically 15 years. Yeah, I guess that puts me back to 2006 when I moved to L.A. 2000 skinny jeans. And I fought skinny jeans. I fought the war against skinny jeans until like the last five years and then I just submitted. I've been wearing skinny jeans the last four or five years and I hated every minute of it. Hated it. You could see my calves. (laughs) You could see like my, the shape, the silhouette like of these chicken legs. That's not comfortable because the thing is like my body's like in this weird shape where it's like it's not people don't make clothes for people my shape. And I know this because it's wear skinny jeans and like the knee where the knee is supposed to be where they leave room for the knee isn't where my knee is. It's like where my calf is. 
and it's strangling my calf. And like my thought, like, so, anyways, I'm just saying, I was fighting skinny jeans. And when I finally submitted, I finally submitted. I'm wearing skinny jeans. Now it's not cool to wear skinny jeans. And one part of me is angry because you, it's like showing up to the party late and then everyone just leaves. And you're like, fuck, I just got here. And the other half, uh, then like the other side of me is like, good, I didn't want to fucking be here anyways. <laughs> skinny jeans. Now I'm going back to my loose fit jeans. I break out silver tabs, my Levi's silver tabs. You know how ridiculous you look wearing skinny jeans and Timberland boots? You know how perfect you look wearing loose fit baggy jeans and Timberlands? Listen, I feel young again. I feel whole again. Just loose fit baggy jeans, four sizes too big? which is still the same size that I was wearing when I was in junior high, four sizes too big. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy. I'm happy, I'm comfortable, and I wear a lot of black. And I'm in a desert now. I live in Vegas, it's hot, the sun is hot, I wear a lot of black jeans. Skinny jeans, it's like the sun is just baking you because the skinny jeans touch your Touch. I'm surprised I'm not sunburned through my pants. It's one of those things where, like, if I was sunburned through my jeans, it would probably make sense to me. Like, yeah, well, you know, shit happens. Uh, now that I'm wearing baggy jeans again, it's like, that shit doesn't bother me. We are in the Ides of Hell right now. It is April, and it's 90 degrees in Las Vegas. It feels amazing when it's only like 83 degrees. 83 degrees, you're like, wow, this is a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. 82 degrees. Now, 90. 90 degrees. 90 degrees. It feels like an, a hair like a, a hairdryer just in your face. Whenever you roll the windows down, it's hot. Hot heat. There is no wind. It's just hot heat coming in. It's like when you know when you open the oven and there's that first rush of heat. That's what it feels like when you roll your window down in 90 degree. And it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It literally is going to go 90. And at some, place, at some point, we're going to get 120 degrees. And we're going to sit on that until 90 degrees feels amazing. Um, one summer and I'm already complaining, <laughs> but what I have been doing is I'm trying to prepare. I'm getting old. I'm in a desert. I've been drinking more water and I've been taking, doing my best to take care of my skin. I am washing my face every day. And you're like, Lord, you don't wash your face every day. No, my fucking skin is amazing. Okay. I'm goddamn gorgeous. I don't have to wash. I do now because my skin is getting dry. It's hurting. It's cracking. So I am trying to get like this, uh, I'm trying to get into a new groove of uh, skin care, right? More skin care, better skin care, skin care. I'm trying to get better at skin care. And I don't know anything about it. My wife is like, oh, well, you should just do this. It's, uh, it's 15 products. You got to wash your face. 
and then wash your face with a different wash, and then get a a towel, at a towelette, a moistette that is for your face. So you're washing your face three times, and then you're putting cream on, and then like a serum on, and then a different cream, and then an oil, and then a different cream, and that's for night. For day, you're doing basically the same thing, but with the different cream and a different oil and a different serum. I look like I'm building a meth lab on my bathroom counter. It's just different vials and different things and some you got to go clockwise and some you got to go counterclockwise and then some you got to go up, but you never go down. You got to go up. Uh, I feel like, uh, like, and my wife, my wife loves this shit. My wife loves the fact that I'm taking care of my skin. My wife loves the fact that, like, for once we have something in common. And it's like, oh, you, you like skincare? Well, I know everything about skincare. Here's some skincare. This is what I need you to do. And I do it because I don't know anything about it. And one of uh, one of the people that uh, that I know that's big into skincare is like, yeah, just watch the Korean dramas, and like they talk about it and they give you brands, and that's like for your skin type because you're Asian, you're light skinned Asian, they are gonna have the best skincare products. If you're not sure, just watch K dramas and all of the skincare products that they use. Buy those skincare products, and I was like, hold on, I'm not watching K dramas. I've got other things I gotta be doing, like hanging out with. Uh, Grammy award-winning, top of the Billboard chart rapper from the '90s, Coolio. I'm hanging out with him. Just tell, write it down. Tell me what I'm doing, and then I'll do it. But uh, that's that is uh, that's that is what I've been dedicating my time to, trying to better my skin. I am going to be 41 this year. It's not going to get better, right? I'm trying my best to hold on to good skincare, guys. Drink water, sunscreen, which I got to get better at. I put 97 different lotions and face creams and shit on my face, but I well, one of them, you know the one thing that isn't that uh in my thing is suntan lotion or not suntan lotion, sunscreen. I just found out that those are two different things. Suntan lotion and sunscreen. I get it. Now that like somebody pointed it out, I get the difference in words and it makes sense because I understand English. But they're two completely different things. One blocks the sun and one just gets that nice, crispy, rotisserie layer, magnifies the sun and just gets you that golden brown as you cook. Listen, this is the short pale and handsome podcast. This is not the short tanned podcast. It's something completely different, something completely else, something else. Uh, which r- reminds me, which actually goes directly into this new segment. Somebody asked me uh, a question, uh, sent me an email, lloydleecomedy at gmail.com, and uh, they asked me a question, and they said, what is or was the best compliment you've ever been given? 
And I've been thinking about this. What is the best compliment you've ever been given? Go ahead and email me the best compliment you've ever been given, loyleecomedy at gmail.com, or put it in the comments below. Either way. Um, and I had to think about it because I get compliments all the time. I don't. Uh, you know, one of, the, my, one of my favorite compliments is, um, you know, at the end of the show, someone says, hey, that shit was funny. Doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. That shit was funny. I fucking love it. Let me follow you. Uh, let me buy a t-shirt. <laughs> That's like variations of my favorite compliment. My favorite compliment is like, man, you were the best around. No one's ever going to keep you down. You're the best around. But I had to think about this. Uh, one of my one of the best compliments I was ever given um, it ha- came in the Philippines. <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I've told this story or not. Uh, so in the Philippines, me and the wife, my wife took me around, showed me around her hood, uh, around her barangay, and we were living like gods in a developing country, in a third world country. So we had money to spend. And the thing about the Philippines and a lot of the developing countries is that stuff can be expensive, but services is very, very, very cheap. Right. Buying like a you can't buy Nikes out there. Well, you can buy Nikes. You can't buy Jordans like retros. There's just they just don't have them. You can buy Nikes, but they're going to be very expensive for mid tier things. Right. Just stuff is expensive, but you can go get a massage like a three hour massage for 10 bucks or something, something wild. And that includes tip. So services are cheap. Best compliment ever. Uh, we were getting our nails done, Manny Petty, because uh, that's how you spend five dollars. And a woman is uh, doing my feet. Which one's that? Manny is that Petty? Whichever one. Manicure, pedicure, pedal, bipedal, metatarsals. I think that's how that works. Pete, pedicure. So I'm getting a pedicure and. Uh, you know, I'm light-skinned. If you think this is light, all of this is pale. Like, whatever two shades above fluorescent, evervescent, I don't think that's the right word. I am pale. So this woman is cleaning my feet, and she goes, you have beautiful feet. It's like coffee creamer. I didn't know what the fuck I did. And my wife was like ready to translate it because just the look of confusion. She was like, oh, he must not have understood her. She said, no, no, I got it. I got what she said. I have zero idea with what to do with it. My feet look like creamer. How does she know this is how I drink my coffee? I drink my coffee. It's coffee-flavored milk. That's how I drink my How does this woman know? Which is funny because apparently coffee-flavored milk is uh, predominantly an East Coast thing, a Northeast New England thing. Apparently people aren't raised with coffee-flavored milk. Hmm. Okay. You know, you just go into the... In this case, in New England, you go into Cumbies, right? You go into Cumbies, and then you go to the refrigerator area, and then there's milk, chocolate milk, strawberry milk, low-fat milk, skim milk, and coffee-flavored milk. 
And what does it taste like? It tastes like milk, but coffee flavored. And that's generally how I drink my coffee. That like, how does that, <laughs> I don't know where I was going, but that was like the best compliment. The best compliment is like, there's nothing that I do, nothing that I could do, nothing that I thought about doing. Like my feet just are. And I got a compliment on that. And that shit made me feel like once I kind of unpacked it and was like, oh, she complimented my feet. My I have beautiful feet. They are the color of creamer. That's the best compliment I've ever been given, I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh and the funny thing is like that's basically all she ever said to me. Everything else, like she was speaking not in English. And she was another person that she goes, she starts talking to me in, uh, oh, that's weird. Uh, Sorry, having technical problems. Uh, She looks at me and she's like, um, do you, she says something to me in Tagalog. And um, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't don't speak Tagalog. And then she looks at my wife and she's like, in Tagalog. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm messing this story up. She's saying something to me in Tagalog. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Tagalog. And she, uh, and then my wife in, in Tagalog's like, oh, he doesn't speak. She looks at me and she goes, in Tagalog, something to the effect of like, oh, that's funny. She says, you're not Filipino. That's, that's crazy. I was like, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know what's going on. But my camera crapped out. And I think this is about where it is. So, um, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to me ramble. I hope you guys are safe, healthy. I hope your area is opening up. If your area is opening up for, like, live shows, hit me up. Let me know where you are. I would love to come visit. If you are listening to this, just listening to this on the podcast, on a podcast aggregator, uh, you can find this, the video portion. If you want to see this beautiful, gorgeous piece of a man, Check me out, Lloyd Lee Comedy on YouTube. So uh, that's youtube.com slash YouTube.com slash Lloyd Lee Comedy. And if you guys are watching this, if you're just like, hey, uh, your face is more than I can handle because uh, I'm just a mere mortal and I just want to hear the voice, the sweet golden pipes of this beautiful man. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, you can just basically find me on any of your social media. Um, I'm sorry, you can find me uh you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, right? Apple, Google, anywhere. Um, I stumbled through this, but we made it. We are many. Again, I hope you guys are awesome. Uh, shows are opening up. If you guys are in the D.C. area, the I'm a Get in Trouble podcast show, comedy show will be up. Uh, I'll put links on my social media. Check that out. I love you guys very, very mucho, and I'm going to continue this work. Okay. Okay, bye.